I'm Shannon Rainey. And I'm Russ Rainey. Welcome to the podcast, the March Christian Counseling. March is a private counseling practice dedicated to helping people through every season of life. Every podcast episode will feature some of March's trained professionals and unpack helpful information about therapy and mental health. Our prayer and our hope for every episode is that it at least provides you with some knowledge and some encouragement. If you would like some more information about our practice or to schedule an appointment, just visit our website, marchcounseling.com. And welcome back. We are here for our fifth podcast episode. We're just rolling right along. So we are here today with Jessie Robinette. She is a counselor here at March Christian Counseling. Hello, Jessie. Hi, Alan. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy to get to know you since I've started working here. You started before I did. I'm not sure of how long, but uh, how long have you been at March? And do you like it? And you have to say yes. <laughs> I So I started part-time in 2018, mm-hmm. March of 2018, uh, and then came full-time to March in March of 2020, which was very interesting. Whew. Yeah, what a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. But yes, I do like it. Mm-hmm. Tell everyone yeah. that I said that I like it. I <laughs> Absolutely. Do. I love it. I love what we do here, and I love the just the whole atmosphere of what mm. we got going on in March. No, I do as well, and you can tell everybody that also. So today, uh, listeners, we always like to discuss just mental health topics, and if we as counselors have any tools that we like to use as homework or to suggest activities or things that could help at home, uh, with understanding yourself or working through an issue, then we like to share that here. So Jesse is going to talk about affirmations. Mm-hmm. And basically, Jesse, I'll just kind of let you take over, and I'm going to interrupt you several times and ask questions. But uh, what's up with affirmations? What is that, or when would mm-hmm. we use it? Okay, so essentially affirmations are positively worded statements that we can use to help change our thought patterns. And I utilize this a lot in my practice, um, essentially just because it's evidence-based. There's science behind it, and Mm -hmm. it goes strictly off of the cognitive behavioral model, which I love. Mm -hmm. And I think that it can be helpful for people of any demographic because we all struggle with those thoughts. Mm -hmm. We all have these negative thoughts that creep in and stick around, whether they came from ourselves or other people or upbringing or situations. It's always helpful to be able to restate words and thoughts in a positive manner so that we don't mm-hmm. impact our mood. Do you find with clients that they're that they're surprised by this information cuz I know when you and I were talking a, a little bit before the podcast this is so simple yet so powerful mm-hmm. uh, and it's sad that we are in a society where this is such a I've never thought about it before. Mm-hmm. But do you find that your clients uh, is this kind of an epiphany? Do they enjoy discussing it and having to come up with not not opposite thoughts, but it may be considered opposite thoughts. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks think it's kind of hokey at first. This is too simple. Yes, it's too simple. They've seen the SNL skit with you know <laughs> Stuart Smalley and you know I like myself and that's okay, <laughs> and so everybody kind of adju- uh, assumes it's that, but. Once I get kind of go over the purpose and the science behind it, and then I actually get folks to do it, they actually hate it most of the time because it's hard. It's hard to look at yourself in the mirror and say these things that you don't necessarily believe to be true, but you sort of have to fall back on what is the ultimate truth. And so we use a lot of scripture-based affirmations Mm -hmm. because if I can't believe that what I'm saying is true, I at least can believe that what God says is true. 
and go back into that. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. This uh, a few seconds ago when you were talking, it kind of makes me sad. Just that I wish it was a natural thing for us to. I wish it wasn't so hard for us to find that positive mm-hmm. outlook. Why, why is it so hard for us to say nice things mm-hmm. to ourselves about ourselves? Um, can you speak on that for a second? Like, I don't know if there's any uh, science uh, in your paperwork there, but how come as humans we're more apt to be negative and not go toward the positive? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think it's just a lot of self-criticism. Mm-hmm. And that can come from growing up, the messages that we hear from our family or friends or other folks in our environment. Um, even sometimes it's the messages we hear in church mm-hmm. that can be either perceived as damaging or were intended to be damaging. And so, you know, I use the example a lot of times of if I tell somebody, hey, don't think of a purple hippopotamus, mm-hmm. you automatically think of it without actually intending mm-hmm. to. Yeah, you, Our, you tricked me earlier. I did. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Stop Not it. sorry, but... <laughs> but Our brain doesn't pick up on the don't. Our brain doesn't pick up on negative words, you know, like don't and not and no. Mm -hmm. And so all it hears is purple hippopotamus. Boom, Mm -hmm. done. You automatically conjure that picture in your brain. Mm -hmm. So if I say don't think of that, it doesn't work. I have to tell you, okay, now think of a pink elephant and your thought automatically switches. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we're doing with the affirmation practice is that we're switching those negative statements or incorrect statements with positively worded statements that mean truth. They hold value Mm -hmm. so that you're not just trying to fuss at yourself all the time of like, don't think like that. Don't do that. Right. Because that doesn't work. And then you feel worse about yourself and it creates this cycle of Mm -hmm. never ending guilt and shame. No, you're right. Do you, do you ever see, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you do, uh, but clients will come back in and maybe after that first phase of, well, that was really awkward and I did not like that. It was very uncomfortable. Do they say that it's actually working and does it almost rewire uh, their brain or, or recondition their brain and it takes hold eventually? It's a mixed bag of whether or not people actually realize it's happening. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the folks that will do it don't realize it's working until they come back and they say, you know, Jesse, I think this is garbage. I don't think it's doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, okay, cool. Well, tell me about what's been going on the last week or so. Tell me about, you know, how your thoughts been, you know, how did you feel in that outfit that you previously would not have worn? Mm -hmm. And they go, oh, oh, well. Touche, touche. And so I'm like, okay, well, you may not be seeing the results, but it's like weight loss, you know. Everybody else sees it before you do most of the time. Right. And so. That's a good point. Yeah. Now, what population of client, if you can even specify, it may be applicable to everybody, but is there a certain population of client or demographic just where people who struggle with anxiety or depression, for example, would benefit most from affirmations? I find that I have the most success with folks who do struggle with depression and or anxiety um, and also the folks that deal with obsessive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it can really be for any age group or demographic, but I'm trying to think of, you know, the folks that I've had the most positive outcome with. And honestly, it's been a lot of the younger people 
not to say that the older people can't do it and mm-hmm. it doesn't work, but you got to think about it. that's a lot more time to yeah. rewrite these messages. It's right. a lot more ground to cover. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to see quicker results with somebody younger because they may not have had quite so much time to be influenced negatively mm-hmm. versus somebody in their 40s, 50s, 60s. It just it just takes time. Right. Now, I am uh, curious what a good example of an affirmation could be. Mm-hmm. That may be throwing you on the spot, but how does one affirm themselves? Well, the first thing that I always ask people to do is identify their negative beliefs about themselves. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a, a worksheet that I use that I think is on our website. If not, we mm-hmm. can put it on the website. Yes. But I have a worksheet that I use where I ask folks to go through, think about the negative things about themselves that they don't like. And then we circle the statements on the list that are opposite those um, feelings. And so the example I give is if my negative statement is I don't deserve love or forgiveness or affection because of the things that I've done in my past, my value, I have to identify that I believe that all humans are worthy of love, affection, attention. Mm -hmm. And so then the affirmation that I would follow up with that would be I am worthy. I am loved. And often it's great to have scripture that goes with that because even when I don't believe those statements, because you're not, you're not going to believe them at first Mm -hmm. because we're pointing on these bruises basically that you have within your soul. And so then if I can find scripture that talks about how much I'm worthy and how much I'm loved by God, I can then fall back onto that to help to start that process of changing those thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Those are really good examples. Uh, I wonder for clients if it's difficult for them to to pull some of that out of themselves. I'm glad you have that worksheet because I think if I were having to come up with, I mean, if you're not, mm-hmm. if you haven't, if you've been wired, whether you meant to be or not, uh, to be or not to be, but uh, that is the question. Yeah, it is a question. But to be positive and to be affirmative. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say positive, encouraging like Caleb, but then I didn't know if I should say that. Is that that copyrighted? I don't know. (laughs) But if you're not used to being positive and encouraging to yourself, then (laughs) I would need the help. (laughs) I would need the help of a counselor to help me to figure Mm -hmm. out where that happened, uh, how come that occurred, how do I unwire, recondition, and help me figure out what the affirmative statements Mm -hmm. are. Do you ever notice that, that clients Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily, you know, they come in for that first session and you would love that, hey, we got it all taken care of. You know, you're cured. Uh, But obviously that's not how it works. So you have some clients who might be able to, y'all work together and figure out the affirmative statements they need on the first session, or it may take five sessions. I'm making that up, but maybe you can elaborate or show me your mm-hmm. percentage average. I know you brought probably your... I didn't bring that. No, right. <laughs> statistics. Right. Um, it, it definitely takes different amounts of time for different yeah. folks. And I really do think that that is dependent upon their situations and their growing up situations. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, yeah. the, the age is a factor. Mm-hmm. Again, not speaking ill of anybody who considers themselves to be old, uh, but right, age may be a factor all. as far as like making the shell tougher, ha- whatever metaphor you want to put to it with really having to figure out where this started and uh, maybe it was later in life when mm-hmm. it started. So again, oh. a- age is one example of a factor. Yeah, and jumping in there, I will say I have had some folks that were on the older end and 
you know, 60s and plus that took to this like a fish to water. They did oh, great. great. But I also think, too, I'm thinking of, okay, some of these people came in with varying degrees of openness mm-hmm. and readiness to do the work. Right. And I really think that if you've not gotten to that place where you're saying, okay, these thoughts are killing me. They're killing my soul. They're crushing my spirit. I've got to deal with this. Then you may not necessarily be ready to make that transition right. yet. Heather mentioned in... Uh, podcast number three shout out uh the stages of change mm, and uh, yeah some people may come in absolutely have already been doing work and realized it or didn't realize it but yeah they absolutely come in feet to the ground do you notice that clients uh i know this would be how alan would probably process this because there's the uh, making affirmations there's the digging in there and figuring out how come i even got to this point where i'm kind of wired negatively but do clients find it freeing or empowering that they could even, you know, stepping back back from the affirmations, but even just identify their emotions or thoughts or feelings and, and control mm-hmm. those? Mm-hmm. Do you ever notice that they find that to be eye-opening? I do. And I'm going to answer that question by going a little bit into the cognitive model. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of, this is a great... Foundation. Yeah. Because the cognitive model basically states that there's a situation which is then followed by either a thought, emotion, or behavior. And usually those create its own little triangle. Thought, emotion, behavior. Essentially, if any of those is happening, the other two are also happening. Mm-hmm. And if they're working all in a negative direction, you're going to have negative outcomes from either of them. Mm -hmm. So affirmations work to create change in the thought process. That then impacts your emotions, which then impacts your behaviors, which can then change your situations, going back to the very beginning of the cycle. Mm -hmm. And so I find a lot of times that the more folks do this, they'll change the, the thoughts, not necessarily realizing what's happening, but we get... A couple weeks down the road, a month down the road, six weeks down the road, whatever it is. And then we start noticing, okay, I have not been quite so depressed lately. Mm -hmm. I have not had as many anxious thoughts. I've not had as many panic attacks. I'm doing better with my interpersonal relationships because I'm not feeling like everybody is Mm -hmm. saying, I'm not interpreting everything negatively or thinking that they're out to get me. So then my behaviors have changed because I'm able to be nicer to people. I'm able to have more patience with people. I'm able to sit with them in their discomfort and not necessarily have it mean anything about me Mm -hmm. because I'm taking care of my thought patterns and my processes. Yeah. No, that's so. powerful. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. I mean, covered that. Now, last question. I mean, I have done it. <laughs> of a, a few times. Hair, <laughs> hair toss. <laughs> now, what would you say to clients who, and this is kind of, I'm trying to be careful. I don't want to overgeneralize. Uh, everybody's story is so different. It's mm-hmm. relative. But if you did have a client who you've been trying to work with them for several sessions or weeks or months, uh, and it may have been working and you see some benefit but they're still struggling, at what point do you investigate? Should there be uh, a psych evaluation done or medication management, which March offers? So, mm-hmm. this is, But this is more than just a shameless plug, more of, I guess, giving the listeners out there an example of some people may come here for therapy and only get therapy. Some people may come here for an mm-hmm. eval or medicine and only get one of those things. And then some people end up getting all three services. Mm-hmm. It's just everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. I go... I have that conversation typically in the very beginning of our first session where I talk about my philosophy is that therapy and medication have the best results per research. 
But that's not for everybody. Some people only need therapy. Some people only need medications. It's just depending on what's going on. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I, I kind of throw that bug in their ear. And then we get to a point later down the road where we're saying, okay, do we feel like these coping mechanisms, do we feel like this um, therapeutic work is doing enough? And I kind of judge that based off of, okay, what's the frequency of sessions? Sessions. What's the frequency of panic attacks if we're having those? How's our daily activities? Are we sleeping? Are we eating? Are we able to get up and go to work? Are we crying throughout all of our days? Right. You know, and is that getting worse? Mm-hmm. If it's getting worse while we're also doing all of this therapeutic work, then mm-hmm. I'm going to step in and say, okay, this is not working like we want it to. Let's add in a different layer, an yeah. extra layer of assistance. Be that typically I'll do, okay, let's go ahead and do testing. If they've had testing recently, then we'll just jump right on into medication. Let's mm-hmm. get you set up. Let's continue doing therapy. Let's continue doing work. But we also need a little bit of extra assistance there. Yeah. No, I like that. I mean, a very respectable way to start as far as not rushing into anything. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of have to start and see where it mm-hmm. goes. Now we are in closing. I guess I'll ask you one last question. That if a if a client or if a listener out there is just really struggling with implementing this idea or anything to do with positive thinking, and it's so hard to even think about affirming ourselves, mm-hmm. would you have any last bit of advice or suggestion on hey, here's what you can do, or here's what I mm-hmm. suggest? So what I do personally is I write my affirmations on post-it notes and stick them everywhere. So like I have a ring around my bathroom mirror that's all these things that I want to say to myself and I'll just read through them casually. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not super diligent with it, but just casually as I'm looking through, I'm reading these nice things. Mm -hmm. Have nice worded things on my phone screen. Mm -hmm. Like as a phone background, you have some scripture or statement that as you read it, it just is encouraging it's positive Mm -hmm. and then you've got you know your car dashboard where safely could be you know (laughs) applied yeah but having another scripture or an affirmation statement or a a couple of affirmation Mm -hmm. statements that you wanted to to target at that moment just having them placed wherever you're going to see them basically flooding yourself with opportunities to see these positively worded statements Mm -hmm. That then gives more opportunity for them to sink in. And then get ready for all that change. Yeah. Now, you said check out the website for more info. Yes. So I know that that we have an article on the website called Do You Need to Be Nicer to Yourself? Written by me, Jessica Robinette. That is who I am. And so good. <laughs> and I, I really, it's, I, you know, it's basically going over all of this as well. It's mm-hmm. kind of a, a big overview of what we've talked about today. Um, and then we will also have that affirmations worksheet there, which basically walks you through how to make the list of your negative statements, then how to find the statements that are positively worded, and then what to do afterwards. That sounds awesome. I might take a look at that myself. It's I mean, I, I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do it all the time. I need to. So. Thank you so much for being here. We will talk to you again soon, I hope. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so, for having me. You're so welcome. Glad to be here. So thank you, listeners, and tune in next time for our next podcast.